0: So without further ado, let's begin. Hey guys, May 26th in a day at a time. I know today that I no longer have to proceed on my own. I've learned that it's safer, more sensible, and sure to move forward with friends who are going in the same direction as I am. None of us needs to feel shame at using help since we all help each other. It's no more a sign of weakness to use help in recovering from my addiction than it is to use a crutch when I have a broken leg. To those who need it and to those who see its usefulness, a crutch is a beautiful thing. Do I sometimes still refuse to accept easily obtained assistance? think about that one, guys. (laughs) Today I pray. Higher power, make me see that it is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. That the camaraderie of the group is what makes it work for each of us. Like a vaccine for diphtheria or polio, the program and the strength of the group have proved themselves as preventives for slips and backsliding. For the tools of recovery, I praise my higher power. Today I will remember, help is as near as my phone. Yeah, this is this is beautiful. So there, as a coach, we have, I think, a strong... Like, we we go through life with associations that we make in our mind. And often, the associations... We, we don't even know we're making them. Because we have so accepted them in our psyche that we just... We function from these places, like, believing them to be true. And so part of what I do when I get to work with people, and I do it with myself, and I do it with family when they ask, (laughs) is um, to help people identify associations that they're making so that they can start to then question them and decide, now in this moment, do I want to keep living from this place? Is this actually true? And Or is it useful? And so I think there's an association that many of us make That we shouldn't need help because help, this is the association, help equals weakness. Or help equals shame. Needing help equals shame. Or needing help means there's some fault in me that shouldn't be there. And I think that like the devil really loves this association because it isolates us. And it keeps us trapped in our own pain and our own struggle because we don't think we should need help. So that it tells us internally we think that there's something wrong. There's something fundamentally flawed about me instead of seeing it as the way I was made that allows me to invite other people and God into my life so I live in communion with the world. And I'm then stronger and more interconnected for it. So what this lie does is it isolates us. It causes us to believe we're fundamentally flawed, which produces shame and depression and isolation and loneliness and resentment and bitterness and you know all bad things. <laughs> and then it stops us from reaching out for even easy assistance. So instead of reaching out for a crutch and using a crutch when I have a broken leg, I'm like, no, I'm fine, I got it, I got it. And I hobble around and every once in a while my leg gives out and I fall over and then I get back up and I'm all the more upset and hurting because of it. We want to get to a point where like, it's not like I shouldn't need a crutch. Because I shouldn't be injured. It's like, what beauty is there in, in in identifying that I have an injury and there's something that can help me? There's something that can help me. And so let me tie this into, like, program life. It's like, or just the human experience. It's like, I'm not made able to do everything. And for, I think, every single one of us, our emotional wounds and our our. Attachment injuries are something that causes us to have like an emotional broken leg, like we're hobbling around with an injury. And a lot of the time, we don't even know it's there because we've gotten so used to the way that we walk that this just feels normal. And you even might get offended, like, What do you mean I'm limping? You're limping, (laughs) you know? Like, we don't want someone else to point out our flaws or or, our way that we are not functioning optimally. So if someone if you're someone who when someone offers to help you, you get offended, it may be because you have an injury and you don't know it's there. You don't even know that you're limping. You don't know that you're walking around with with an injured leg. And It's easier for people outside of our lives to see it, outside of ourselves to see it. And they're like, oh, this person needs help. let Let me offer to help them. And then in our own woundedness, in rejecting their help, then we cause wounds from our wounds. You know, hurt people hurt people. Maybe you've heard that phrase. And it isolates us and it isolates them. And we are social beings. We're made for connection and communion. And it is injuries, it's emotional pains that cause us to isolate. So you might hear things described sometimes as like, look at the fruits. You know, and what that means is like, what's the result of what you're doing? So in you being self-reliant, in you saying, no, I got it. I can do it myself. and you refusing to accept easily obtained assistance, how does that play out in your life? What are the fruits? What does that look like? Are you still moving around a little less efficiently? Are you now alone? Have you hurt someone else's feelings in your self-reliant dislike of help? Have you missed an opportunity for connection and communion and community? And like like the big book says, I'm going to say it again, it's our weaknesses, not our strengths that bind us together. When we're totally fine and got it, like, yeah, it feels good inside, but we don't need anybody else. So in a way, we've all, in the world that we live in, we're all going to get emotional injuries. We're all going to have wounds that we walk around with and that cause us all to walk with a bit of a limp and, excuse me, I had to sneeze, (laughs) and the beauty of it is is that those are the things that cause us to reach out for communion and community, whether it's help from a professional or a listening ear of a friend or you know another person that we've hired to to help us manage our households because we're just overwhelmed, yeah, you know, it brings other people into our life. And honest to goodness, that is always a good thing. So, that's one of the ways that like God can work all things for good is that if in our pain and our struggle and in our limping aroundness, we have a need for other people in our life, that is actually a beautiful thing because that restores us and brings us closer to like the way we were made to be, which is to live in community and in Connection with other people because it is our disease that isolates us. It's our disease that causes us to pull back and withdraw and live in this selfish, self serving, self reliant. I got to find that page of the big book that lists all those forms of self. Um, but that causes us to withdraw and isolate. And when we are on our own, we're just weaker. We're not one man is not as strong as 10 men. It's just the truth even if you're one really strong guy. (laughs) And so this is just a little reminder to pray for the acceptance and the willingness to see the parts of yourself that are weak or are incomplete or are less than you want them to be and to pray for that shift in your thinking to start to see them as a built-in avenue for you to be a part of the human race. And I think there will be a part of you that starts to release and let go of that burden that you have to do it all yourself, that there's, that there's something wrong with you if you need help. And maybe it'll let go enough to actually see it as a gift which it is. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that mindset coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com.